Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpresscom with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Clock is ticking. Five and a half hours remaining in the NFL's uh, basically remaining ability for teams to franchise tag players. Adam Schefter late last night says that these guys he still believes are likely to be franchise tag. Bud Dupree with the Steelers, Shaq Barrett with the Bucks, Leonard Williams with the Giants, A.J. Green with the Bengals. Chris Jones with the Chiefs, Derrick Henry with the Titans, and the big old matzo ball here, Dak Prescott with the Dallas Cowboys. That would be a heck of a scene, and I bet would be our number one lead story tomorrow. In the meantime, teams can begin to negotiate, prepare to negotiate with all free agents at noon Eastern. It's going to be a wild week in the NFL. There are no sports going on. The NFL just striding right in and saying, we'll take over this entire week of the American sporting calendar. And the big news that has already dropped, Ryan Tannehill getting 21, uh, sorry, nine, I wish it was 21, $91 million effectively guaranteed over the next three years, which is just a monster deal if you consider where he was a year ago. Let me bring in the crew. Let's start with Tannehill. Is this going to be a Nick Foles and Blake Bortles-like disaster? 
or do you feel good about this deal for the Titans? Here's I'll start. Obviously, I know the Titans pretty well. I don't know. I, I, I am stunned to believe that anybody else in the entirety of the NFL would have given Ryan Tannehill $91 million guaranteed. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm a big markets guy. If you regularly listen to this show, you know I'm always in favor of guys getting as much money as they possibly can. But I hate when teams take big risks on players without long track records. And I think Ryan Tannehill got incredibly lucky here because the Titans basically had to decide who do we want to risk more on? The running back, based on what we've seen from Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, and even Ezekiel Elliott last year, giving Derrick Henry big money at the running back position or the quarterback, I think they would have liked to have franchise tagged both of these guys I think ultimately they decided that the risk at quarterback was less significant than the risk at running back. Now, here's the challenge. The Titans are a run-first team. So if anybody could do without having to pay $30 million a year on average for a quarterback, you would think it would be the Tennessee Titans. And if I'm Derrick Henry as the NFL uh franchise tag deadline ticks closer and closer to it I'm going to be asking myself okay am I going to be willing to pull a Le'Veon Bell if the Titans franchise tag me and I'm going to make a really good one-year salary am I okay with that am I okay with potentially getting franchise tagged two straight years and never getting a big contract and making, let's say, you know, $28 million over the next two years and then having my career be over? Or do I want a lot more money and I'm willing to hold out? That's going to be a huge question. And by the way, that's also going to be the question if Dak Prescott gets franchise tagged. And if you're not familiar with the franchise tag uh, or you really just forgotten it because you haven't paid a lot of attention to it, this is the franchise tag effectively for four year for for one year you get the highest average salary of the top four players at your position. All right. So if you're a quarterback, you get the highest uh average of what the four highest paid at your position make. If you're a running back, the same thing is true all the way down, right? So all these guys typically don't want to get franchise tag because it limits their big guaranteed money deal and requires them to stay healthy. Because if you're Derrick Henry, okay, well, you get, let's say, $13, $14 million at the running back position, but what if you get a knee injury? That's it. Nobody's going to pay you big money the next year because you're playing on a one-year basis. So that's the reason why guys typically don't want it. And so it's going to be intriguing to see. Let me go ahead and bring in Eddie Garcia, get an update on the world of sports, and then we'll bring in the crew and see how everybody assesses this Ryan Tannehill deal. It makes me incredibly nervous. As a Titans season ticket holder, the fact that the Titans have invested $91 million in a guy who typically can't stay that healthy over the next three years and what we've seen for one-year wonders and their contracts in the past, man, it's a big gamble that Ryan Tannehill, what you saw last year, was not a mirage and that he's truly going to be a uh, top 10 quarterback in this league. Eddie Garcia, what you got for me? 
Well, online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore. Now back to Clay Travis and the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. Now, Brady was mentioned there, uh, and the Titans said they decided they didn't want Brady. I don't know if that's true. I tweeted that this reminds me a little bit of prom when you realize that the girl that you wanted to go with is not going to go with you, and you're like, oh, I didn't want to go with her anyway. I still have said from the get-go that I think that Brady is going to end up staying with the Patriots. I thought that was the most likely uh, decision. But if he were going to leave, I thought the Titans were the best option for Tom Brady. And I would rather have committed personally, if you could have gotten committed to Tom Brady for two years, even at his age, if you could have locked in for, I don't know, let's say you're paying $30 million plus a year to Tom Brady, I'd rather lock in for Tom Brady for 64 or 65 for two years than to commit $91 million to Ryan Tannehill over three years. Maybe that's just me, uh, but I feel better about Brady getting you into the postseason. And if you want to sketch out an argument, I think you can definitely say this is the Titans' own version of the Blake Bortles contract, where Bortles took the Titans, took the uh, the Jags to the AFC Championship game. They said, oh, we love what we saw from Bortles down the stretch, love what we saw from him this year, and as a result, we're going to give him big money. Ryan Tannehill started 12 regular season games. He played three in the postseason, and as a sorry, he started uh, 10 regular season games. He played three in the postseason, so the Titans are rewarding him with a massive $91 million guaranteed off of 13 games. And remember, in two out of the three postseason games, he threw for less than 100 yards. So this is nerve-wracking, I think, if, you are, uh, if you're sitting out there. You didn't get Ryan Tannehill at a great deal. You got him at $91 million for three years, which is more than any NFL quarterback has ever gotten guaranteed for three years. It's more than Russell Wilson got guaranteed for three years. That makes me pretty nervous if I am a Titan fan and uh, and I'm just uh, I'm incredibly apprehensive about this deal. What do you think, Danny G? Yeah, I think if you dig into the numbers, it could come out okay for the Titans. I was reading Adam Kilgore's column from the Washington Post. He called it a victory for your Titans and, of course, for Tannehill. Salary cap's going to be $198-plus million with the new CBA. So Tannehill's going to take up about 15% of the Titans' cap. Yep. Leaves plenty of room to build a contender around him. Seems like insane money for him, but... It's not an overpay because quarterback salaries are going to skyrocket with this new CBA. Yeah, I just I'm nervous about him being able to stay healthy. What do you think, Dub? I would be nervous too, Clay, because yeah. I mean we saw him for eight years in Miami, and he's he's a decent he's an above average quarterback, but the injuries pile up it seems with him. And last year took a lot of sacks, a small sample size, you must admit, very. And he he got hot. They went on a good run. But it'll be worth it if the Titans can get to double-digit wins, which is something they haven't been able to do since 2008 when they went 13-3. and yep. So it's been a long time since they've had you know, great regular season success. Obviously, last year with the deep playoff run at 9-7 and seven for the third straight year. But I think what Titans fans are looking for is more success in that area in terms of they want to make the playoffs comfortably. Instead of having to wait till week 17 to finally make it to the wild card or something like that, which is kind of the space they've been in the last few years. So if they can get Derrick Henry back along with Tannehill, then I think it's possible. 
Uh, what about you, Eddie Garcia? What would you say about this? Uh, I, I agree with Dub. I think you should be worried about this. Yeah. Um, Ryan Tannehill at his best uh, is, I think, can be very good, but that's not what you're going to get, I don't think. If you ever have to rely on him, that's obviously going to be a problem. I know you've got Derrick Henry to, to hopefully hand the ball off to, but um, I, you know, it worked last year. I don't think the investment looking down the road, I, I just don't believe that that's going to be the norm going forward for him. If if you want to make a bullish case, a big part of the bullish case has got to be A.J. Brown, right? If you are a Titan fan and you're sitting around out there and you're thinking, okay, $91 million guaranteed, you have to also believe A.J. Brown at times looked like he could be a top 10 wide receiver in this league. A big part of your decision has to be, hey, we think the combination of Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown can be really, really good next year. Now, A.J. Brown was one of the things that I hit on. I told you guys uh, coming into the draft uh, last year, I said I thought he was the best wide receiver in the draft based on what I had seen him do at Ole Miss. And I thought he would come into the NFL and immediately be pretty good. He was way better than I thought he would be. But I thought he was the best receiver in last year's draft. And down the stretch of the season, he looked hyper-explosive. And so you'd like to think in year two that he will take a big step. You can also argue that in year two with Ryan Tannehill, knowing he's the guy from the first uh, you know, first moment of training camp on, uh, on into the season, that it will make a substantial difference in his play. Uh, but it also makes me super nervous uh, to think about NFL teams having an entire offseason to figure out exactly what Ryan Tannehill did well. I believe he was 30th in the NFL under pressure. Um, he was great on the play action, and obviously Derrick Henry was super healthy, and that made a tremendous difference for the Titans offense in terms of going to the AFC Championship game. Uh, but if suddenly Derrick Henry is not as effective, if you put him under a lot of pressure, there's a reason why he was let go by the Miami Dolphins. And if he is going to be an incredibly successful reclamation project, Remember, the Dolphins had to pay $5 million of his $7 million contract last year in order to get the Titans to take him away and give up a fourth-round pick for him as part of that deal. I just, it makes me really nervous to uh, to think about committing $91 million to this guy. What about you, Roberto? Yeah, man, no way this ends good for the Titans. Uh, maybe if you can keep them from throwing over 300 attempts uh, a season, it might end up okay for the Titans, but I, I think it's not going to end well. When you pay a guy $91 million a, year, a guaranteed, you definitely don't want to think, oh, well, let's limit his attempts. Exactly. Like You're paying a guy more for the next three years right now guaranteed than anybody has ever received in the history of the NFL, more than Russell Wilson makes over the next three years. Uh, that would make me a little bit nervous if, if your top thought is, okay, let's limit what he throws. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty 
tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Him Sex Choose and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their kumo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we have got labor peace in the NFL all the way up until 2030 as the players union votes to uh, agree to the deal struck between the NFLPA's representatives and 
the NFL owners. That news comes down uh, early on Sunday morning. And so as a result, the NFL league schedule is officially underway. We are right at five hours remaining on the franchise tag scenarios. Lots of big name players out there that may be franchise tagged according to Adam Schefter. Uh, the names that could be out there that are going to be franchise tag in the next five hours. Bud Dupree with the Steelers, Shaq Barrett with the Bucks, Leonard Williams with the Giants, A.J. Green with the Bengals, Chris Jones with the Chiefs, Derrick Henry with the Titans, and the big one, Dak Prescott with the Dallas Cowboys. If you're not familiar or have forgotten about the franchise tag, if you are franchise tag, one-year deal where you make the average of the four highest paid players at your position for that one year. So those are the guys that are out there that still may be franchise tagged. You heard me mention Dak Prescott. That's a big story we're going to get to and discuss quite a bit. Also, Derrick Henry, that's directly tied to the biggest deal that has been done so far. The Titans get a deal done with Ryan Tannehill $91 million guaranteed for Ryan Tannehill. To put that into perspective for all of you out there, what does it mean for Tannehill? Well, this is pretty intriguing. There are relatively few guys who have gotten the $91 million guaranteed of this degree, and there aren't very many guys who have ever made more money in guaranteed contract than what Ryan Tannehill is going to make from one year after basically he had to be given away uh, by the Miami Dolphins to becoming the highest rated quarterback in the entirety of uh, the NFL last year being a pro bowler. And now here is a good detail, $91 million guaranteed in his first three years. Only Russell Wilson, $107 million. Aaron Rodgers, $103 million, and Matt Ryan, $94 million, will have made more in the first three years of their deal than what the Titans are playing Ryan Tannehill. This is a monster deal. It's tied in with Derrick Henry, however, because one thing the Titans had to decide is, do we franchise tag Derrick Henry or do we franchise tag Ryan Tannehill? And ultimately, it appears the likelihood is that the Titans are going to franchise tag Derrick Henry. There's a small chance, by the way, that the Titans are going to work out a deal with Derrick Henry between now and 12 o'clock Eastern. And if they did that, then in theory, they could franchise tag their right tackle, uh, Jack Conklin, uh, who otherwise is set to make a pretty penny on the NFL free agent market as a right tackle. So that is the drama that is going on there. The big drama associated with Ryan Tannehill is that it also pulled away the possibility of Tom Brady to the Titans. And uh, Chris Sims at uh, NBC reported that also the San Francisco 49ers walked away from Tom Brady, meaning that the market for Tom Brady may not be as substantial as had been thought. Because now it appears, maybe, possibly, we'll see what the Raiders have previously been reported to not be interested the uh, ultimately, we'll see whether the Chargers are, but according to Chris Sims, the only two teams that are truly interested right now in Tom Brady are the New England Patriots and, are you ready for it, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, if you're the Buccaneers, you would in theory have Chris Godwin, you've got Mike Evans, you've got Prashad Perryman, 
You got O.J. Howard. You got a pretty talented cadre of wide receivers and tight ends that Tom Brady could throw to. Bucks haven't made the playoffs in 12 years. They obviously are not committed to Jameis Winston. There's no talk that Jameis Winston is going to be franchise tagged. It seems like Jameis' time in Tampa Bay is over. But before we get into further discussion about Tom Brady, I believe we have new uh, Tom Brady updated music and or intro here for you. I haven't even heard this yet. Hit it for me, boys. Tom Brady in the news again. Tom Brady, New England stays the favor. I would bank on Brady more than Tannehill. Tom Brady's not leaving New England. Brady Watch 2020. Shouldn't you put my voice in Brady Watch 2020? Nah, Instead of finding you're... other people who have smaller audiences than me? The point is... Everybody had been speculating on where he was going to go. Yeah, I understand. But, like, can we play that again? I'm going to try to identify every voice. All right, here's Brady Watch. Let's see if you can do this. This is Danny G. Put this together. Tom Brady in the news again. Tom Brady, New England stays the favor. I would bank on Brady more than Tannehill. Tom Brady's not leaving New England. All right, I think I can. Watch 2020. I think I can go three for four. I think that's R.J. Bell, who is on Fox Sports Radio. That is Chris Broussard, who is on Fox Sports Radio. And that is Colin Cowherd, who is on Fox Sports Radio. Let me hear the open one more time. Tom Brady in the news again. Tom Brady, New England stays the favor. Is that Dan Patrick with Tom Brady in the news again? Yes. Boom. Four for four. My point here, however, is you could have easily included me in Brady Watch, considering this is my show, and uh, instead you went out there and got other people that you put in Brady Watch. Well, shouts out to Chris, who's been filling in for Vito. You're blaming somebody else? No, I'm not blaming him. That's exactly what it sounds like you were trying to do. Yeah, by no, shout out. Chris, no huh? I'm saying shout out to Chris because he knows you're a team player and that your voice is following those. So I'm just trying to think of you know what he was thinking. My voice isn't even following those. I'm the first person on in the morning setting the table for everybody. I'm the point guard distributing well to everybody all day long. Well, my directions to Chris were let's do a collage where we take little bits of everyone on the network speculating about Brady since it's Brady Watch 2020. Does Chris hate Gottlieb? Maybe. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. He definitely he hates He left you. out Gottlieb and me, <laughs> uh, the person who's actually using the audio on the show. All right. There's like a, a subtle move there to give him a shout out to try to get out from him being the blamed. No, I was going to shout him out either way. So. Yeah, all right. Rain or shine. Uh, all right. Well, it's definitely rain. Uh, all right. So we appear. Do you buy in? Let's start with the first question. Do you guys buy into Chris Sims, who is reporting that it's down to two teams? And I, by the way, Chris Sims, decent quarterback. I'm not sure that I think of him as the most reliable source for media news ever in the mankind, ever, ever in mankind, right? Like if Adam Schefter said, oh, it's down to the Bucks and it's down to the Patriots, I'd be like, take it to the bank. If Jay Glazer said it, I'd be like, oh, there's no doubt at all. But I'm not sure that I 100% buy into this report. But, so that's the first question. Do you believe it's truly down to Bucks patriots And by the way, Peter King this morning, uh, in, his, uh, in his Monday morning uh, quarterback that I am reading as we speak during the commercial break, uh, he said, this is worth keeping your mind on. Adding to the intrigue Sunday night, 
New England signed safety Devin McCourty and special teams ace Matthew Slater for an average of about $14 million a year. He says, and I'm reading from Peter King, that's heavy for a team that entered the weekend about $38 million under the cap. To add Brady and offensive firepower, the team would need to compete would be quite hard to do. Not impossible, but the Brady pursuit might not involve as many teams as we thought. So Peter King, he linked to that uh, that uh, Sims report. Do you buy into this that it's down to the Bucks or the Patriots, Danny G? No, I don't buy that report. Is I... there music playing in the background for some reason? Yeah, it well, was. Can we turn off the break? That music is annoying the hell out of it me. It was just supposed to be the open, kind of like when we did L.A. Braun back in the day. Yeah. Okay. Well, do we need to keep it going? Because I keep it's not loud enough no, when it's that a- I'm confident it's there, but I'm like, wait a minute. I think I'm hearing music. Am I going crazy? Can we just turn that off? Uh, what a I sound like an old Monday. man. I know. Get well, off I my only lawn. slept four hours last night. I know. We can tell. And all my kids have been in the house for days. Your wife needs to give you some on this I've been trying to get her to sleep with me by arguing it could be the last, every night. I'm like, this could be the last night you ever sleep with me. The coronavirus is going to kill us all. This could be your last chance to ever sleep with me. A lot of men probably making that argument out there. If you, I'll get into, I'll get into my coronavirus analysis in a little bit, but right now we're focused on Tom Brady. What do you think? Is it really down to the Bucks versus the Patriots? I don't think so. I think it's going to come down to the Patriots, Chargers, or Raiders. Unless John Gruden and Mike Mayock are just amazing poker players it seems like they'd be third on this list because they're going to stick with Derek Carr for now and draft Jordan Love or Jalen Hurts to sit behind Carr. The Chargers, and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago regarding their moves to beef up that O-line, they have been positioning themselves to go after Brady. They need to sell PSLs here for the new stadium in Los Angeles. They franchise-tagged tight end Hunter Henry. I can definitely see Brady loving to throw the ball to Henry and the other weapons that the Chargers have to suddenly take the Chargers out of that mix I'm not understanding that yeah I don't either I would go I don't think the Raiders want him and I also don't think he wants to go to the Raiders uh I I think the Titans and uh and the uh and the 49ers both made a lot more sense to Brady if his goal is to win a Super Bowl so with the Titans and the 49ers out of the mix then I think that the Chargers should still be in the mix. I think the Bucks and uh, and the Patriots. What about you, Dub? Well, oftentimes I turn to Vegas because certain things that they put out tell a story. And this is from Circa Sports. It's 2020 regular season win totals, okay? Yeah. They have the Patriots at nine wins. That seems to me like a pretty low number for a team that has won double-digit wins in I don't know. What 17 or 18 Tw- straight years, I think. Exactly. So they got their number at nine. Now I scroll down and I look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Would you like to guess what their number might be for 2020 upcoming? Seven and a half? It's eight and a half. That's So I high. thought that was yeah. a little high yeah. as well. So if you do a little investigating into these numbers, I think it says that Vegas is kind of leaning one way Hedging here. Hedging their bets on the, the Bucs, potentially. So look, I think this I is a real chance. I could see the Bucks. If, you, if you're out there and you're like the Bucks, and I understand like you probably are making the same sound like the Bucks. Uh, if you're making that argument, then I think what you are uh, missing perhaps is that the Bucks are incredibly talented on the offensive side of the ball. Mike Evans is as good of a wide receiver as there is in the NFL. And uh, certainly... Chris Godwin has come on in a big way as well. Rashad Perryman, when both of those guys are injured, 
O.J. Howard has every bit of the skill to become a stud tight end as well as their guy out of Harvard, Cameron uh, Brait, I think is his name. Uh, I like their their talent at the tight end position. Now, running back, I'm not sure. Uh, if, if you told me that the Bucks were going to go into, uh, into the draft and go get somebody like uh, Swift out of Georgia, uh, if he were able to be available to them, then I'm like, oh, I mean, this is a pretty stacked offense. So, and then you toss in Bruce Arians, who is obviously a guy who's had a lot of success with Carson Palmer. He resurrected his career. I can see how that could be appealing to Brady. You're playing down in Florida, where in theory, as you age, the weather's good. It's warm. You don't have to worry about a lot of the uh, a lot of the weather issues associated with New England. Same thing, by the way, could be true in uh, with the Chargers. So uh, this is going to be interesting, but it appears that some of the Brady interest has begun to diminish. And at least in the market, there are not going to be as many people making a run at Brady as possible. What we still don't know is, does Bill Belichick really want him back? Because it's possible that Belichick, the analogy that I used is, it's possible that we could see a Lion King-like scenario. Uh, Spoiler alert, for those of you who have not seen The Lion King, there's a lot of people out there watching a lot of Disney movies, by the way, with your kids around uh, a ton. Lion King, remember when Mufasa is climbing up the mountain and Scar's waiting for him at the top? And he asks, and Mufasa asks, like, oh, Scar, like, help me out. And he reaches out for the hand. What if Bill Belichick has been waiting for this moment for 20 years? For Brady to be climbing up the mountain to say, oh, I still want to be with you. I'm almost back to the top of the mountain. Just give me a hand, Belichick. Let's continue this partnership. And Belichick just shoves him right back off the mountain. I can see that happening here. And then Brady's like Mufasa falling back down into the herd. And what's he going to do? He might not have a lot of options, Chargers or maybe the Bucks. And he makes it look like, oh, this is about me having a new start. But really, it's about the Patriots and Bill Belichick just shoving him off the mountain at the last minute. Like, I can see how something like that could happen to Brady because Belichick has been a guy that does not want to commit to a player on the backside of his career. And I think there's a part of Belichick that really wants to win a Super Bowl with somebody new, and he knows the sooner he starts the rebuild, the faster that can happen. And if he really thinks Brady is on the backwards end of his career and uh, and doesn't have a lot left then that could be the move. I tend to think Brady's going to be back in New England because I think Robert Kraft will get involved and make it happen. But if Brady's not back, I think it's going to be because Bill Belichick scars him Mufasa style from the Lion King. Eddie, what do you think? Well, this isn't because of uh, anything Chris Sims is necessarily saying. You're not a big Chris Sims is going to break every story guy. I mean, look, to be fair to him, he hasn't been around that long, so maybe we'll give him some time to maybe see what he can Maybe he's the new do, Glazer. But, well, no, I wouldn't say that either, but he, maybe he's he's found an acorn here or something. Who is but, the best former player when it comes to breaking news? Uh, nothing's coming to mind. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of an interesting question. Like, I if, if I said to you, like, you would think these guys would be pretty connected, but... I'm trying to think right now, like, I mean, who is the best former uh, former player that actually regularly breaks news? And I can, I can barely think of any of them. 
I got nothing for you. Yeah, right now. I mean, it's kind of again. Maybe Chris Sims is is really plugged in on the Brady uh, on the Brady details, but it's worth admitting that he's not Adam Schefter and he is not uh, and he is not um, Jay Glazer, and that's no shot at him. Most people aren't. There's relatively few really successful guys out there that break this stuff uh, as frequently as him. So I do think it's uh, it's worth contemplating. But Chris Sims aside, I think he might be right on this one. Um, I, I don't think the Chargers and Raiders are serious about Tom Brady. I think Tampa Bay obviously would <laughs> would fall over themselves to get Tom Brady. But there's no doubt in the end. Uh, I think the the Patriots and the, and Bill Belichick always seems to be a step ahead of everybody else. Maybe even Tom Brady. They told him, "Okay, you think you you know, want to go out there and test for ages? Go see what you can get, and then when when it's all said and done, come back and and we'll talk." And I think Tom Brady, if his choices are Tampa Bay and New England, he's going to put his tail between his legs, go back to New England where he has the best chance to win, and he can still close his legacy out as being the you know the all time great and all all with one team with the Patriots. So I think it is kind of coming down to Tampa Bay and New England. Yeah, I think you're right. And and again, if if, if Belichick really does not say that he wants Brady, it's wild to think. Now you oh, let's go back to the the L A for a sec. Your your season ticket holders through your wife for the Chargers. Couldn't it be the case, and I got to give uh, props to my guy Todd Furman on Lock It In, who's been saying this for a long time, that LA just decides we are desperate, the Chargers are, to sell tickets. Like, as if it weren't hard enough to sell tickets against the Rams in this market. You've now got the coronavirus concerns, the stock market is tanking. The number of people who are going to be interested in potentially buying Chargers tickets could be a downright embarrassment. If Brady were going to be the Charger quarterback, even if you don't think he's a guy who's going to win the Super Bowl for you, isn't he a guy who sells season tickets in L.A.? I don't think so. You really don't think no, Brady No, I, would... I think it would be huge media buzz that the Chargers would be uh, would get talked about a lot for a while, and that's that would be great for them. But as far as people here shelling out the money for season tickets because of Tom Brady, no. The only thing that's going to make the Chargers – a hot ticket is them being very, very successful. That's and that's it. not going to happen. Not in the near future, no. I mean, look, I mean, I think the Chargers are likely to get Justin Herbert or if they love Jordan Love or one of these guys who uh, I don't think – maybe the Chargers are going to be aggressive and they're going to try to move up to the number two or the number three pick and they're going to go get Tua and, uh, and, and they're going to be ecstatic about that. Maybe that's a possibility. But I, I think there are people – maybe I'm just totally an idiot – I think there are people in L.A. that would say, I'm willing to buy tickets to go see Tom Brady that would otherwise not go watch the Chargers play at all. And I know that that 25,000-seat stadium, which has basically been a road venue for the last uh, couple of years for the Chargers, when you're in SoFi and it seats, what is SoFi going to seat? 70,000, whatever it's going to seat? And unless you're playing the Steelers or the Packers or one of these teams that just wants to turn it into a vacation trip, uh, I think it's going to be ugly for the Chargers as the side chick tenant of SoFi Stadium. What about you, uh, Roberto? Where do you think Brady's going to go? Yeah, I, I think the Chargers are still one of those teams out there. Uh, I don't know. It, it's kind of hard. I mean, I know the Patriots, everybody thinks he's going to go back, but you think he's going to go back with them not drastically improving their offense? I mean, no receivers. You know how much they struggled last year? I don't know. It's... Kind of crazy to think he'll go back 
knowing how much they struggled. Gronk is now in the WWE because exactly. there was a lot of talk. Oh, maybe Rob Gronkowski will decide to come out of retirement. Uh, crazily, the WWE seems to have hired away Rob Gronkowski. And so with the Patriots, as I just read you some from Peter King's column, the salary cap potentially being a major issue for the Patriots, depending on how much they're going to pay Brady and everything else, that is a uh, that's a really challenging decision that they're going to face. All they right, still we had 12 wins with no weapons for Tom Brady last year, by the it's way. true. They have a very good defense. But they definitely fell apart down the stretch, too. And if you go back and look at those 12 wins, how many teams did they beat that were actually good? Yeah, a lot of bad teams. Somebody pull up right now while uh, – Dub, pull up the, uh, the Patriots schedule. How many teams did they beat that made the playoffs last year? Off the top of my head, the teams that they lost to – were they lost to uh, the 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 last game of the season? Obviously, the Dolphins, which knocked them out of the playoffs. They lost to the Chiefs. They lost to the Ravens, and they lost to who else did the uh, did the uh, the Patriots lose to the Texans? Right, I believe those are their four losses off the top: the Texans, uh, the uh, the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Dolphins. Three of those teams made the playoffs, at least. But how many playoff teams did they beat? Dub? They Let's beat see. The, they, they beat the Bills twice in the they in beat the, the in Bills division. twice, and then they beat the Eagles. Okay, so I mean, there's a lot. And then give me the wins. I mean, they beat a lot of bad teams. They beat the Steelers, Dolphins, Jets, Bills, Redskins, Giants, Browns, Cowboys, Bengals. That's the full list. Okay, so. They beat, uh, I'm just trying to do the math here, they beat teams with winning records. Okay, the Bills both had a, you know two wins there, winning record. They beat, the Cowboys ended up 8-8, eight and eight, so that's not a winning record. They beat the Eagles, who finished 9-7. and seven. Did they only beat three teams with winning records last year? I believe so, that's correct. All right, so we just did that on the fly. Yes, it's fair to say they won 12 games. They beat three teams with winning records. And one of those teams they beat was a 9-7 and seven Eagle team that I think even Eagle fans would be like, dude, we weren't very good. And then they beat the Bills in division two relatively hard-fought games that you can argue they were fortunate to win both those games. So sometimes 12-4, and four, and I know winning in the NFL is hard no matter what, but all 12-4s and fours are not equal. And then I think you add, it, add to it the way they finish the year back-to-back home losses to the Dolphins and the Titans. Dolphins went 5-4 and four down the stretch. They were not awful, but I don't think there's anybody out there that like believes that the Dolphins should go on the road and beat the Patriots in Foxborough. And certainly, if you're a Patriot fan, you didn't expect for the Titans to come into Foxborough and hold you to 13 points. So, I, I, uneasy lies the head that wears the crown. 12-4, and four, yes, but only three wins over teams with winning records. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. We are four hours away, effectively, from the NFL new season beginning for free agency. Four hours remaining for teams to decide what they're going to do about the uh, the, the looming franchise tag all right there are several different likely tag candidates in the next four hours this is according to Adam Schefter Bud Dupree with the Steelers Shaq Barrett with the Bucks 
Leonard Williams with the Giants, A.J. Green with the Bengals, Chris Jones with the Chiefs, and Derrick Henry with the Titans, plus the biggest of them all, Dak Prescott, Dallas Cowboys. That is seven different teams with likely free agent uh, franchise tag decisions to make in the next four hours. If you do not franchise tag somebody within the next four hours, then there's no franchise tag option. Then they become free agents, all right? So, Bud Dupree, Shaq Barrett, Leonard Williams, A.J. Green, Chris Jones, Derrick Henry, and Dak Prescott, all final minutes, basically, of their contract negotiation because at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. on the West Coast, the franchise tag deadline expires, and we are officially into negotiation period for NFL free agency. At 4 o'clock Eastern on Wednesday, 4 o'clock Eastern on Wednesday, the teams can officially start announcing contracts, but they can negotiate them starting at noon Eastern. So you get basically two full days now of negotiation between teams and players such that that exactly at 4 Eastern, you're going to start to see all these numbers that pop and come out. Uh, Now, The Dak Prescott news is fascinating. We're going to get to that in a minute. Uh, But big news so far, yesterday, Tennessee Titans signed Ryan Tannehill, $91 million guaranteed. Putting that into context, only Russell Wilson, $107 million, Aaron Rodgers, $103 million, and Matt Ryan, $94 million, have made more money as quarterbacks or players in general in the NFL in the first three years of their deal than Ryan Tannehill will make. This is a big gamble by the Titans that Ryan Tannehill's season that saw him go to the Pro Bowl and take the Titans to the AFC Championship game was not a flash in the pan, that he is not Blake Bortles, that he is not Nick Foles, that he is a guy who, based on the 13 games that he started for the Titans last year, is going to be able to replicate that performance because the Titans are betting big that he can. You heard me mention Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is also a big part of the Ryan Tannehill deal in that Derrick Henry is potentially going to be franchise tagged if the Titans cannot work out a deal that makes sense with he and his representatives. The running back position in general, Derrick Henry is not being helped by what has happened with Todd Gurley by what has happened with Le'Veon Bell, and by what has happened with, frankly, Ezekiel Elliott, where you haven't been able to get great value out of the uh, running back position once you give these guys big money. So that is a story that is worth following as well. Would Derrick Henry show up at at camp and, and practice on a franchise tag? We don't know. With Dak Prescott, we don't know because Ezekiel Elliott showed that if the Cowboy precedent was if you're unhappy with your contract, just don't show up and we'll redo it. We'll have to wait and see what happens with Dak Prescott and with the Dallas Cowboys. That is a massive story that is hanging out there. Another big story. Over the weekend, many of you woke up to on Sunday news that the NFL's collective bargaining agreement had passed. Big news there because we have 10 years of labor peace all the way up until 2030, you are going to be able to know that the NFL is ready to roll. What does it mean in terms of this new deal? Well, the NFL is going to go to 17 regular season games soon. 
not this coming year probably, but soon, that would then knock down the number of preseason games. And as a part of the 17-game season, 17 game regular season, bigger issue, and this could potentially happen now, i.e. in the uh, very short term uh, this year, there is the possibility that the, the, the playoffs are going to expand to seven teams in the AFC and seven teams in the NFC. That would mean six wildcard games, three wildcard teams from each division in uh, each conference in addition to the four division winners. Only the number one overall seed would get a bye. Uh, all of that happening right now, the Brady drama continues to grow. Chris Sims at NBC said, hey, the 49ers are out of the Brady uh, Brady mix. We know the Titans are out of the Brady mix. Chris Sims says it's down to either the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the New England Patriots. If it's truly down to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the New England Patriots, it's hard for me or anybody else to believe that this is going to be a, a decision that is going to lead to anybody at all expecting Brady to go to the Bucs. But, to be fair, the Bucs have Bruce Arians, who has basically let it be known, we want Brady. They've got an incredible wide receiving core in Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rashad Perryman, and at tight end, O.J. Howard, as well as Cameron Brake, I believe is his name, Cameron Brait, who is a uh, former Harvard guy, but has been pretty successful at tight end. Maybe they need some help at running back. But if Brady truly wants to feel loved, and if this is about somebody wanting him, is Bill Belichick really going to be the warm, cuddly guy who gives Brady a hug and says, we can't wait to have you back? Don't know necessarily if that's the case. Maybe the Chargers are also in the mix because they're desperate to fill SoFi Stadium. And right now, they'd be trotting Tyrod Taylor out to be their starting quarterback in week one. Granted, the Chargers have a high draft pick and could also be taking a quarterback in the first round. Maybe they trade up and go after Tua Tagovailoa. There is a lot of stories right now as I'm running through them existing right now in the NFL. The Baltimore Ravens, because they've got Lamar Jackson under a low-cost contract, make a big move to go get Calais Campbell uh, from the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, sign him to a new extension. This is a guy who brings more defensive tenacity to that team in this window that the Baltimore Ravens are trying to take advantage of. They're trying to take advantage of having Lamar Jackson under a low-cost contract like the Seattle Seahawks did back in the day. Problem for the Ravens has been, so far, despite having two home playoff games, the Ravens have not found a way to win a playoff game yet, so they're trying to stock their team with as many different weapons as they possibly can. The NFL, by the way, deciding to go ahead with NFL free agency, even though we are in the middle of the coronavirus outbreak, and uh, the NFL Players Association basically saying, hey, we want our guys to get paid, and also pointing out, hey, we don't know how this is going to go in the weeks and months ahead. Let's go ahead and get rolling here and uh, take advantage of it while we can. All right, I opened up the phone lines, 877-996-6369, allowing you guys to uh, respond to the first couple of hours of the program. You can find me, by the way, at Clay Travis on Twitter. Encourage you to go follow me there. Uh, and I told you earlier, we're going to be here, right? A lot of things may be changing. 
A lot of different parts of the country dealing with a substantial corona outbreak, depending on where you are. Your kids may be out of school. My kids are out of school. Uh, the bar or restaurant you usually go to might be closed. Uh, your job might be having you work from home. You may not be in the car as much as you have been, but if you've gotten used to starting your morning with us, nothing is changing with Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we are not going to, by the way, it's not my choice, uh, but lock it in. Our television show is not on this week, so you're going to be able to hear me here. Uh, I'll also be doing Periscopes and Facebooks, writing uh, and doing my normal work other than TV, not uh, not being a part of my day. Uh, so uh, let's go to the phones. You can double field them as you guys call 877-996-6369. But I just want you guys to know uh, that the plan is for the whole crew here uh, to continue to show up and work no matter what. Dub, what is the call situation? All righty, let's start things off with Kyle in Las Vegas. Kyle in Vegas, what you got for me? Hey, Clay. Uh, so, just want to touch base with this COVID-19 thing, man. Out here, it is uh, it is unbelievable. Shutting down the casinos. To see- yes, that is big now. So, uh, with the Women's Empowerment Conference that just took place, uh, we had a lady test positive out here for coronavirus. Now, the Mirage is subsequently getting ready to follow suit, shut down, Treasure Island is shut down. Um, we're starting to see a big toll because a lot of us out here make money off of sports games, sports betting. Yep. And because you can't bet on anything right now, you're taking a dip in the pocketbook, like you said. And a lot of us are starting to realize, hey, what are we going to do for you know money up and coming? I mean, don't get me wrong, we some of us have money put up, yeah, but not a lot of us, like you said. So I mean, it's taking a toll, man. Really crazy. Yeah, I I appreciate your call, your call, Kyle. Look, this is this is what I understand. Right. Um, The nation, I believe, economically is what I'm kind of focused on as opposed to uh, as opposed to the, 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 the infections. Right. Because a small minority of Americans are going to have tiny even a significant issue with the coronavirus in terms of their health. Right. Um, And and that's just a statistical probability, right? Um, I ran through the numbers, elderly people with suppressed immune systems. These are people who are going to have major issues going forward with the coronavirus, which is why I suggested that if you have kids, uh, maybe you don't visit grandma and grandpa for the next couple of weeks, uh, maybe even the next month, that it can make a lot of sense to distance yourself. Uh, The social distancing is uh, is a big story in general, about trying to limit the spread of the virus. But by and large, most kids and young adults are not going to have a major issue with the coronavirus, but your grandparents could, your parents could. So keeping yourself away from elderly people is actually one of the best things that you can do. And if you're listening to me right now and you are elderly, stock up, get in your, uh, get in your home, and stay there for the next couple of weeks. Watch television chill, uh, and let this virus sort of run rampant over the country and then hopefully step back out once the infection rates are beginning to decline, uh, maybe even stay in until they well decline, and let's keep everybody safe. Like, that's the easiest thing you can do. A lot of people say in social distance, but really you need to take the next step further and say social distance from people who are likely to be significantly impacted by the coronavirus. Look, Donovan Mitchell has the coronavirus and he had no idea he had it. Rudy Gobert has it and he's very healthy. Three different NBA players have tested positive as well as the Pistons uh, player 
who is uh, whose name I keep forgetting, uh, Christian Wood. And these guys didn't even know they had it. So if they had gone to see their grandma, if they'd gone to see grandpa, if they'd gone to see elderly relatives, they wouldn't have known that they were, uh, that they were uh, carrying the virus. So if you can be almost 100% healthy and not even know that you have this virus, I think the next step is, well, you should stay away from elderly people and make sure that you are not just social distancing yourself. That's the new, uh, the new phrase, right? Social distancing yourself from people your age. You need to social distance yourself from people who are susceptible to the illness and if they get it, are likely to have substantial issues. That's the key here. All right, next couple of calls. Yeah, we got Billy in New Mexico. Billy, what you got for me? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, Clay. You're the only one that has sense. You know what? I've never even heard anybody in, in high powers or mainstream media, local news saying stay away from the elderly. Yeah. I was listening to... Oh, you know what the bottom line was when I snapped with this coronavirus is, you know, they're taking away all my sports, my hockey that I love. I live for hockey. And what was a straw that broke the camel's back, they took away the candy dish is at work. <laughs> I, unbelievable. Thanks you know, for- I'm the maintenance guy. They had me Friday shut down all the water stations, ice machines. And I'm like, well, should I take off all the doorknobs? Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks and, for the call. You know, I- thanks for the call. 877-996-6369. We're taking your calls. Look, I, I, people get mad at me because I believe we're going to be fine, right? I understand that there is a large element of society that is fear-mongering, that's trying to make you uh, convinced that everything is going to be awful, right? I understand that, that there is, and, and that maybe all that echo chamber has scared you and scared you and your family. I'm trying to give you concrete decisions that you can undertake that will ideally lead to you being safer, right? And one of them is stay away from the elderly. I'm not saying that every single person who gets ill is young because it is old, right? Because inevitably, if I check my Twitter feed, somebody will be like, well, this 35-year-old guy got sick. And yeah, I understand it happens, but I'm a probability guy. And the probability is the people who are going to have issues are uh, senior citizens. And so if you can be, and I'm using Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and, uh, and the Pistons player as an example of this, if those guys can be healthy enough to go out and play in an NBA game, run up and down the court the whole game and not even know they have the coronavirus, then you, given your lack of probable physical uh, conditioning and lack of difficulty in your day-to-day compared to playing in a basketball game at a high level, you probably can have it and not know as well. So why would you go to grandma and grandpa's house? If your parents are elderly, why would you hang out with them? I'm telling you the exact same advice that I told my mom and dad, who are both 75, I said, I'm not going to bring the kids around you. Uh, the grandkids. We're going to let you have a couple of weeks off while this coronavirus outbreak is going on because I don't know if I have it. I don't know if my wife has it. I don't know if my kids have it because NBA players can have it and they don't even know they have it. So we talk about social distancing, but really it's the next step. It's social distancing from elderly people. You need to give them space. If you got to go drop off food, if you got to go drop off things for the elderly, do it outside of the house, right? Like leave it on the front porch, let them come get it, and limit your face-to-face interaction. Obviously, clean the uh, Lysol everything when you're dropping it off, clean your hands, try to limit the amount of germs that you're passing, 
but really it's not social distancing for people who are in college like all these videos are out of kids on college spring break and their people are mad at them and everything else well these kids know that they're not actually going to get that sick if they get the coronavirus but the next step is your grandparents might or your parents might so you need to limit how much time that you're spending around them that's the key all right we got a bunch of calls uh, just start popping them up dub all right we got jason in nebraska jason what you got for me hey uh are you still planning on your uh trip with your kids and stuff yeah, it's a good question. We're trying, thanks for the call. One of the things that everybody's trying to decide, I said on the show uh, last week that my plan was to go down to uh, to Florida. I'm going to monitor that because we got plenty of food and we're taken care of here in, uh, in Nashville. Um, and I'm not sure what's going to happen with the state of Florida. Are they going to keep bars and restaurants open? Uh, we have a place down in Florida on the beach uh, that we go to pretty regularly. And uh, I've got it set up so I can go do the show with my boy, uh, DJ Big Boy, in, uh, in Panama City Beach uh, this, uh, this weekend, uh, the Thursday and the Friday show if I need to. Um, but I haven't decided, um, frankly. I did tell my parents, who are 75, that I didn't want them to go on the vacation and that I thought they should just uh, quarantine themselves. So uh, I haven't decided. I mean, I think there are a lot of people out there with uh, vacation trips, spring break. It's my kid's spring break week. Uh, which is uh, which is why we were potentially going to be on the road, and uh, you know we can always go down to Florida. It's a relatively easy trip to decide to do, hopping in a car and whatnot. So uh, so we'll see who's up next. We got Brennan in Cincinnati. Brennan, what you got for me? Hey Clay, uh, I'm a cardiovascular ICU nurse here in Cincinnati, and last night we just started to see the influx of tests come in. Yeah, but they're still not really testing for COVID yet. They do a respiratory panel, and if it comes back as shady, then they send the COVID out. So you guys like uh, uh, are deciding who to test, right? I mean, because and this and this is important, and you could probably speak to this as well. As the testing ramps up, and there are going to be a lot of uh, people who have the ability to test. Doctor Burke said yesterday in the White House press conference that I believe it's ninety-eight percent of all people that they are testing for the coronavirus right now. These are people who have symptoms and have have gotten a test are testing negative. So there, this is going to be a big deal. Look, as uh, as it comes into uh, the allergy season. A lot of you out there, including me, are going to be sniffling more uh, as we come into spring. And a lot of people are going to become terrified that they have the coronavirus. If you don't have a fever, if you aren't feeling particularly ill, you need to let the people who are ill actually go out to uh, the emergency rooms and all of the places where medical treatment is given and just assume that you're sick and stay home. Right, I mean, and, and we still talking to my guy in Cincinnati here. Have you guys seen a lot of people yeah, who are here. not? You're you're in a hospital or you're in a facility there. Are you seeing a lot of people who aren't ill that are just kind of hypochondriacs and are worried and are coming in? Uh, I'd say uh, working in an intensive care unit, a lot of the people they're testing don't need intensive care beds. Not that they're sending them there. Yeah, but just that. I guess this is more of a question for yeah, more of a question for an emergency room doctor. But uh, but I, I have heard, and a lot of you have been tweeting me and whatnot from across the country, that one of the big challenges that hospitals are going to face is people who aren't actually that sick coming in. Well, that's not a smart thing to do for a couple of reasons. One, you're taking away the resources from everybody else because it's not like people are going to stop breaking their legs or having heart attacks even while the coronavirus is going on. Two you're putting yourself in a position where you can get sicker. 
right? So if you're not actually sick, but you go to a place where people are sick, you can get their germs. You shouldn't want to go to the hospital unless you absolutely have to. That's pretty good advice uh, right across the board. Oh, yeah. I'd say just common sense, which people lack a lot of today in healthcare, could go a long way with this situation. What else would you tell people that you are seeing as an ICU guy? Um, just that the regular stuff is still going on. People still need open-heart surgery. People still need life-saving treatments besides this stuff that's going on. And, you know, it puts a big strain on things. Appreciate the call. Good luck with, uh, with as things continue to ramp up there. Uh, who's up next, Dub? We got Josh in Vermont. Josh, what you got for me? Hi, good morning, Clay. Thanks for taking my call. Um, so kind of more of a parenting question, I guess. A couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> I heard you talking about how you coach your, your son's uh, basketball league. And yeah. um, my daughter is in kindergarten. Um, and in the fall, she's going to be able to start playing basketball. I just wanted to get some tips on how can I start preparing her because she does have interest and want to do it um but she's never you know played basketball at all so besides getting a basketball and a basketball hoop can i get some tips maybe on what else i could do to help her in wanting to figure out if she really wants to do it and and all that yeah am i just solving every problem in the world right now like you're fine let's open up the phone call phone lines we'll take calls on the coronavirus and my man in Vermont calls wanted me to give his five-year-old daughter tips on how to be an all-star. Uh, look, I coach Little League basketball. I am not the, uh, I am not the Greg Popovich or the uh, Mike Krzyzewski of Little League basketball. Five-year-old basketball is going to be a disaster no matter how good of a coach you are. If they will run up and down the court, it is successful. Just trust me on it. I've coached it. It's a mess. Uh, Dub, did you know that I was going to get asked about how to coach five-year-old basketball there? Well, the phone was getting a little busy there for a while, so I asked for a quick, you know, uh, recap of what he had to say, and he said it was a parenting question. So, so you I thought it was parenting it associated do... with coronavirus? That's right. So yeah. that's that's where the uh, confusion laid there. All right. Is there anybody but, uh, else? We, we got need to... yeah, we got one more caller. We got Lucas in California. Does Lucas want to know about five-year-old basketball as well? Let's find out. Lucas, what you got for me? <laughs> no. I just had a quick question. So my father-in-law, he's 93, and he lives with us. So you said for elderly people to like stay away from the virus, but I got a newborn, uh, eight-year-old, and a 13-year-old yeah. in my house as well. Yeah, so that's a, how yeah. I go about that? Yeah, it's a good question. And I think there's probably a lot of you that are in that situation. I don't think there's an easy solution then. Right? The challenge about the coronavirus is... Elderly people are getting sick, and I'm assuming that a lot of the time they are getting sick from people who don't know that they are sick. And again, I keep using the, uh, the NBA players as an example, but the reason why I'm using these NBA guys as an example is because these are hyper-healthy guys. Like Christian Wood went out and had one of the best games of his career right before he tests positive for the coronavirus. Rudy Gobert was going to play. Donovan Mitchell didn't even know he had it. If all three of these guys in their 20s who are big-time stud athletes are able to play NBA games with the coronavirus, then you out there, if you are young and healthy, can probably go to work. You can probably go to the bar. 
You can probably go out and live socially, and you can certainly go eat with grandma and grandpa on Sunday dinner and not even know that you're sick and be the person who makes them ill and puts them in a life or death situation. It's a good call about if you live with an elderly person. Uh, I would suggest that to the extent that you can keep your family all in, that's probably good advice. Because you don't know, a lot of schools are shutting down. And the reason the schools are shutting down is because they don't want the kids to be passing things around. But one of the challenges with the school shutting down is, and I'm sure there's a lot of people listening out there that know exactly what I'm talking about, a lot of times grandparents are watching the kids at home when the schools get shut down. Because mom and dad may have to go to work and grandma and grandpa are retired. And so they come by and they sit around the house and they help with taking care of the kids who are out of school. Well, that's a challenge because the kids may be have the coronavirus. It doesn't show on them. It's not like they're sick and you can say, oh, stay away from them. So I think if you have an elderly person who lives in your house, you need to try to limit the number of people that you are interacting with to the best that you can. And if you don't have an elderly person who lives in the house, but you just see grandma and grandpa when you go over for Sunday dinner after church, or you see them once a week on a you know Wednesday for a family gathering, I think you need to tell grandma and grandpa, or mom and dad as the case may be, anybody who is a senior citizen, hey, we're deciding to social distance ourselves from you because all of the data reflects that we could be ill, not know it, and get you sick, and then there are significant issues that could arise for you based on all the data and analytics that are out there about who's actually getting sick. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the 
trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their yokohama test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be he is on Twitter. John Morgan is at MMA Junkie John. We join him now. John, is the MMA going to keep this up? Is the UFC going to keep rolling? Or do you think the weekend fights were the end for some time to come? Look, right now, UFC President Dana White is saying we're going full speed ahead. So I would say that the MMA is going to continue, but it's going to continue in a limited fashion. You know, Bellator shut down. A lot of the smaller regional promotions have had to shut down for a little bit. Uh, and, and the UFC is, is struggling. They had an event scheduled for this weekend in London. They're trying to reschedule it right now for someplace in the United States. Uh, as I said, Dana State is going to make it happen, but there are some real operational nightmares to deal with. What happened over the weekend with actual sports? If people were kind of distracted, which is easy to explain, uh, what was the big uh, outcome of the UFC? Yeah, we had the event down in, in the Brazil this past weekend. UFC on ESPN Plus 28. Uh, it was supposed to just air on the streaming network. It ended up airing on big ESPN as well because obviously there is no live sport. As you mentioned, uh, lightweight Charles Oliveira picked up a, a third-round submission win over Kevin Lee in the main event. Uh, a, a, not necessarily a huge result, but a, a guy that you should pay attention to in the lightweight division. Charles Oliveira is just 30 years old. has spent 10 years in the UFC. Uh, dangerous, dangerous guy. It looks like he's finally ready to start cracking in, into the top of the division. Uh, and, and But it all happened behind closed doors. There was no crowd there at all. Uh, the Brazilian government had limited gatherings to 100 people, and the USC said, we, we can make that happen. Uh, you know, cut men uh, were, were wrapping hands at the hotel rather than in backstage you know, wow. to, to limit the number of people uh, that were in the arena. So, you know, there were some real operational issues there, but the USC got some practice with it, and they said, we can pull it off. So it was, it was a weird scene, but... Uh, you know, it, it was done. No media was allowed in either. They actually were held back at the hotel as well. The winners, after they won, would, would go back to the host hotel and do their interviews with the media there. So it was a, it was a pretty unique sight. Khabib Ferguson was going to be a really big fight next month in Brooklyn. Uh, and it's already been pushed back a few times. What in the world's going to happen with this one, uh, in your opinion? 
Boy, it's crazy, man. That fight has been scheduled four times before. This is the fifth time that bout has been scheduled. It's falling apart uh, for different reasons every time. And, and, and again, Dana White says, fans, don't worry. We're going to make it happen. It's a big one. It's the lightweight title on the line. It's the fight that everybody in the sport wants to see. And as you said, it was supposed to happen in Brooklyn. It was a sold-out event at Barclays Center. I think you know about a $10 million gate. Uh, it's just unbelievable. And, and the UFC has had to give that up. So, uh, I, I don't know. It's it's wild. You know, there's a, there's a, a production facility here called the UFC Apex here in Las Vegas. It's right next to the UFC headquarters, kind of part of their big campus now. And the UFC can host events there. There's there's the, an octagon. There's plenty of space. But as of right now, the Nevada State Athletic Commission has said until March 25th there will be no combat sports events. On that date, they'll have a, a meeting to decide if they're willing to sanction events in the future. Um, so right now, that is completely up in the air. But, again, UFC officials have said it's going to go forward. We're going to find a place to make it happen. I mean, there are things you can do, Native American land around the country. I mean, they don't, they don't have to respect what the commission say. That would seem to be a step backwards for the, for, for the organization that's kind of gotten away from that. Um, it's, it's just weird times, man. It's, it's, it, we're trying to navigate through it, but the UFC is saying, listen, we're not going to stop. We're, we're going to find a way to make this happen. We're talking to John Morgan. He's the lead writer for MMA Junkie. Dana White seems to have a good relationship with Donald Trump, even a back channel to talk to Trump directly. Do you think that's impacting some of the decisions that Dana's making? Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, Dana has come out and said, listen, I spoke with Trump. I spoke with Pence. They said, look, this thing is, you know, everybody should be safe. It is a real thing, but, but don't worry. It's not the end of the world. Um, you know, I, 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 so far he hasn't received any kind of like special permissions or asked for any kind of like presidential pardons or, or things like that. Yeah. Uh, so he's not getting any special treatment. Um, but yeah, I do think that's impacting his decision. He's talking to the, to the top officials, and, and the advice he's getting is that hey, don't 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 sweat it so much. You can move forward. So I absolutely think it's impacting the way he's operating. What's going to happen? You, we talked about Khabib, and obviously, I believe the last time Khabib fought was the craziness that happened with Conor McGregor, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what is going to happen with Conor McGregor? And were you impressed with his comeback fight? And how does some of this uncertainty surrounding the uh, the health of the sports community in general and cancellations impact Conor's ability to get back in the ring? Uh, yeah, I mean, he was fought since then, but yeah, you're, you're right. Um, he just had one fight since then. But as far as Conor McGregor is related. I do think this impacts things because, listen, the bottom line is Conor McGregor does not need to fight. I mean, he is financially set. He fights because, uh, you know, he enjoys it and he wants to make more money, let's be honest. But when he fights, it's a big event. Um, I cannot see Conor McGregor, you know, coming back to a fight that would be filled with uncertainty, when it would happen, where it would happen, could it even take place. It just... To me, that doesn't seem like something Connor would be interested in. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it may be kind of silly as it sounds. I mean, this is definitely impacting whether or not he fights. He's also said that uh, he came out with a very pu- a public uh, Instagram post, you know, put it on social media, and, and he had a member of his family pass away, not due to the coronavirus, but he said it started making him think about things, you know, about all the handshakes he does and all the, you know, what, you know how much he's in the public and how many people he's, he's, you know, interacting with and how that could affect them. So, yeah, I think right now, you know, he was teasing a return, but I think right now he's, he's putting it on the back burner. I, you know, once we get through all this and, we, you know, hopefully life gets back to a little bit of normalcy and we figure out what's going on, I think he'll start looking at scheduling something. But right now, I'd say Conor McGregor's off the table. You're in Vegas, I believe. Uh, just from your perspective, how wild is it to have all of the casinos shut down on the Strip in Vegas? 
it's nuts. Yeah, I, I, I'm in Vegas. I've lived here for 12 years, and it's mind blowing. You know, I was I was thinking, you know, a week ago, be literally seven days ago. I mean, you know, UFC 248 had just ended. We were debating. Uh, you know, the main event ended up being kind of a dud, and we were all talking about how it happened. I mean, the MMA world was all hanging out down on the strip and and, and leaving T-Mobile Arena and you know all the places that are around there. And to think that you know these these massive hotels are shutting down. I mean, look. I think it's the right thing to do, to be honest. I mean, I, I commend them. I mean, listen, part of it was financial. It's not, you know, it, 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 let's be honest. If, if they had been full of occupancy, I don't know if they would have shut down. I mean, we were hurting financially as a city, no question about it. But for them to, to make the decision to go ahead and shut down all the way, I, I think it's probably a good decision, but it's it's crazy, man. Honestly, it's truly mind-blowing to me to think about the entire Las Vegas Strip basically being shut down. Um, I I, I just could never anticipate something that would make this happen. John Morgan, fantastic job. We need to get you on again. He's the lead writer for MMA Junkie out in Vegas. Uh, Lots of craziness going on all over the country. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app.